Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tunnel Better Parenting Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her innovative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of energy profiling, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol's hope is that you will be able to say, I am a better parent thanks to Carol Tuttle and what she teaches. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Welcome and good morning. I'm excited to be with you today. I love my topic for the day and I think it's such an important topic, especially in the time in which we live. I'm going to be teaching you how to teach your children to have a prosperous mindset because parents default a lot to teaching their children to have a poverty mindset. They don't know they're doing it. And we continue this pattern through the generations of creating a lot of lack and struggle with money. And I'd love for you to get on board with this and help your kids create a prosperous mindset. I'm going to give you the most common ways that parents are doing this, and they're doing it accidentally. They don't know they're doing it, but that's what the outcome is, that their children start to believe that there's not enough money, they have to struggle for money, and, you know, they're the next generation to be at odds with money and believe that they can't create money to serve in the role that it's meant to serve in their lives. I want to thank everyone who's been listening via the Blog Talk Radio archives and also at iTunes. You can download all of my shows at iTunes.com. Just do a search for Carol Tuttle and you'll find them all there. I'd love for you to join me on Facebook as well. If you go to Carol, uh, Facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle, you will find my fan page. I'd love to have you join our community there. Every Monday I post a fun little tapping script on the page that you can use to get your week going in a positive way. And I also have a community at facebook.com forward slash dressing your truth. And if you've not yet looked into the dressing your truth experience, highly, highly encourage you to do that so that you can start to express your true nature in your style and fashion and make shopping and wardrobing a cinch. It just turns your whole life around. It completely releases you from all of that stress and conflict that you've just gotten used to. You've just gotten used to having that kind of drudgery in your whole outer expression. And we love to change that around for you. It's one of my passions to help women, especially moms. Because I I know if I can help you in that area of your life to help you feel really beautiful and look amazing, honestly, every day of your life, you're going to be freed up to be a better mom. You just will. So please look into dressingyourtruth.com. I also want to refer you to my blog, thecarolblog.com. Every day we have a fabulous post to invigorate you, enlighten you. A lot of them are about energy profiling and about my four-type system that you can continue to learn. And if you're new to this world of energy profiling, please go to myenergyprofile.com where you'll find the Energy Profiling Bundle. My parenting show is built on this model of energy profiling. We talk about the four types all the time. And when you understand the true nature that is expressed within these four groups, which I call the four types, and you'll learn the origin of them and why they're in everyone and why we have all four energies expressing in us, but we lead with one of the four. And when you understand this about your children, It completely opens your eyes to how to parent them in a new way, a way that honors their true nature. I've been working on my book um, this last week, The Child Whisperer, How to Effectively Raise a Child True to Their Nature. And I have a lot of research that I've gathered through the years and a lot of parents and moms that I've talked to and notes that have been taken, stories that have been written. 
and it continues to blow my mind how powerful this information is. I want to share one story before I get into today's um, subject. This came in yesterday. Um, it actually was submitted via my blog. I have a feature on the carolblog.com called Ask Carol, and this came in from Tasha Hansen, and I'm so touched by these. I just want to share them because I believe this can be every parent's experience, and I want every parent to have, if the parents want to have a strong, deep bond with their children, then they need to look into energy profiling because that's what it creates. That's just the byproduct of learning this model and applying the information. And Tasha wrote to me, and I'm very grateful for her story, and I'd love to share it with you today. She writes, Carol, this letter is a long time coming. It has been a year since I have learned about energy profiling and dressing my truth. I'm a type 2-1. It has changed me completely. I have people come up to me all the time, especially in the beginning, and ask, what is going on with you? Something is different. It, it was the way I was dressing, but so much more than that. I felt like I was coming out of a shell. I was standing up taller and looking at life straight on. I will be forever grateful for you. And this, <laughs> I guess it's written by a type two. This really touches me. She says, I'll be forever grateful for you and what you've done for me. More than anything, I want to thank you for what you're doing to change my family. I have five children, a 10-year-old type 4, a 9-year-old type 3, a 6-year-old type 1, a 4-year-old type 2, and a 1-year-old type 2. My husband is a type 2. I am overwhelmed with hope and gratitude when I think about the changes we are making as a family. It has shaped and molded us in in groundbreaking ways. My older two children were able to go through the online course with me. And they each determined their type, and I fully agree with them. You were right when you said that children instinctually know their type. I am so thrilled to live a life knowing what I know and raise my children with the knowledge of who they are. I used to get so stuck and frustrated as a parent. But not now. I feel like my eyes have been opened. I know this might sound silly, but I I almost get excited when a problem arises. Because I know how to deal with I know how to deal with it. I can help my children understand that it is okay to feel a certain way. My favorite thing to tell them is, it's okay to feel that way. That is how God made you. I could go on and on, but I will just tell you briefly what I now see as my what I what I see now as my kids' strengths that I used to see as flaws and how I am honoring who they are. My type four daughter. She is my spell checker in life. She keeps me in line, and I love that she is able to help me grow and be consistent. I am so grateful for her black and white way of thinking. It helps clear up my gray. My type 3 son, I am grateful for his push through life. He gets his jobs, homework, and any assignment done fast and with no complaint. I adore his need to touch and learn about everything. His endless questions and exploring keep me sharp and on my toes. The secondary type 2 compliments him perfectly. My type 1 daughter, I love my sunshine. I don't know what I would do if I could not wake up to her smile every day. Everything from the way she runs, speaks, and hugs is animated, and she brings out my secondary type 1 beautifully. I have so much fun with her. Now when she accidentally elbows me in the chin because she can't contain her excitement, We just laugh and hug. My type two daughter, my sweet, slow-moving girl. I'm I'm stopping because I'm crying. Reminds me to slow down and smell the flowers. If it wasn't for her, I would forget how nice it is to snuggle and bear hug. She feeds my soul, and I am so thrilled to raise her and give her everything I didn't know I needed as a child. My type two son, without this little man, I would be going through life without a need to sit and hold him. I would be missing out on rubbing his soft cheek and playing patty cake a hundred times a day. He wakes up every he wakes up very early. 
and I swear it is just so he can cuddle with me before the circus of the day begins. He has already taught me so much. Thank you, Carol, for who you are and what you do. I hope you can sense my appreciation and excitement through these words. I'm your biggest fan, and I will never stop sharing this system with people. Thank you. I just want to say thank you, Tasha, for writing that. It's very beautiful, and it's okay with you. I want to use part of it in my book. I love how you so beautifully acknowledged each of your children's what you now see is their strengths that you used to perceive as a flaw in their character. And that's just so perfect to be able to help other parents recognize what their misunderstanding is truly the gift their children bring to their world and how you're embracing these gifts as their mother and seeing them as a blessing in your life. So... Thank you for taking the time to write that and share that with me and everyone that listens to this show. I'm grateful for this work. It's one of my greatest passions. And I'm really looking forward to being able to launch a lot more information um, in the fall of this year to really put it out there and have a book that will be published in the fall and to have a whole online platform that we can support people with. So we're going to, it's just getting going. There's a lot more to come. So thank you. And let's get going on today's topic. Let's talk about how to teach your children to have a prosperous mindset. Let me first um, share with you some of the key things we do as parents. I don't do them anymore. I started to learn this many years ago. And it's been about 17 years ago I started to practice this in my family. When my children were still all at home, you figure my oldest daughter's 30 now, so she would have been around um, 13 and my youngest would have been 7. So they were at a very formidable age, very impressionable age of me being able to influence their opinion, their perception, and their experience with money. And my husband got on board with this very quickly because he was very much a um, player of a poverty mindset, not enough. The family he came from especially played that out very strongly. So one of the first things we noticed and that I started to practice was how often I was tempted to tell my children we can't afford it. Now kids come in wanting. They want to be loved. They want to be held. They want to be expressive. They want to learn. They want to grow. They have to want. If we didn't have this innate design of wanting, we wouldn't pursue our development. We'd kind of, you know, we'd still all be laying around not knowing how to walk, not knowing how to talk, and we'd all die because there'd be nobody to take care of us, essentially. So you have to establish in your mind right away that children come into the world wanting, wanting to grow, wanting to express, wanting to develop. So it's a natural expression when they want things. It's very natural in them. You take them to a grocery store where all everything's staged to get you to want it. They live in a marketing and merchandising world where they're stimul they're really getting that wanting that whole design of wanting to get re- get activated and hopefully you'll respond and make a purchase. So, you know, kids don't have a fair shot at things. So you've got you're in the gro- the grocery store is a beautiful example because when you're in the aisle waiting to get checked out, children are surrounded with amazing things that they would want: gum, candy, you know, even toys, uh, things that are bright and shiny. There's all kinds of things to want. So a parent scapegoat to avoid having to buy it is to tell their kids, "We can't afford it." That's like the go-to response when it's, when your children want something, and you don't want to buy it for them. Now, the issue is, now, you might be thinking, well, what do I do? Because I don't want to buy everything they want. So it's not about that. You don't have to purchase everything they want. But what what, what you're doing is you're really starting to step all over their wants. You're really stopping them from wanting, and they get confused. So they start to believe, oh, we don't have enough money report when really you probably you know things are I don't know your financial situation maybe you don't have as much as you would desire or how much as you want but guess what your wanting got 
stepped all over, and you think it's bad and wrong to want because your parents told you not to want stuff. So I started to practice this, and I remember Anne, she was about nine at the time. She had a great, powerful wanting. She still does. She has a very powerful energy of desire and wanting. So she was very expressive in this at the time, and she would very frequently express what she wanted. And I had been responding in the same old way that I'm talking about of, well, we can't, you can't have that, and, you, you know, you shouldn't want that, and we can't afford it. So I decided to go a different direction with it, and I started to respond differently. And I remember the day we were in our house. I can't remember what she wanted. She wanted to go somewhere or do something, and, you know, normally I would have thought, that's too much, you know, you can't have that. And I said to her, that's awesome that you want that. Why do you want that? She started to talk about why she wanted it. I said, that's great. I'm so happy that you want things for yourself. You know, you were, we, God designed us to want things in our life. That's fabulous. He said, well, it's, if it's meant to happen, it will be fun to see how and when it shows up. So I didn't take responsibility for what she wanted. I didn't feel like it was my job to deliver it into her life. I I turned it back over to God, and I kind of left it hanging out there. It's like, well, we'll see if that happens. And if you're meant to pursue anything in that behalf. So let's say you're in the grocery store with a child, and they want some candy, or they want something in the checkout aisle. And you can say to them, I'm so glad you want things for yourself. You deserve it. You deserve to have great things in your life. And, you know, mommy's choosing not to buy that right now. But I think it's great that you put, you know, that you wanted that. It can be that simple. You don't have to shut down a child's wanting. And, in fact, look at where yours has been shut down. Where do you need to open that up? I have a great resource. I have three awesome resources you can get help with to open up your money energy. One is my Manifesting More Money Boot Camp at manifestingmoremoney.com. If you go to my caroltuttle.com page, you'll find in the CD and DVD section of the store a nice little CD called Creating Money. It's inexpensive. It's affordable. It's a 60-minute program that's jam-packed full of support to help open up your wanting energy so you can flow more money to you. And then there's the Carol Tuttle Healing Center that you can access through my same website, caroltuttle.com. But, you know, this is a generational pattern. We've been passing it on down through the generations to inhibit our wantings and our desire energy. And so look at what you're saying to your children. So you start to teach them a prosperous mindset when you honor their wanting, when you honor their they have been built to desire and that we're meant to experience the goodness of life, the beautiful things that mostly, you know, money is an exchange of energy that pretty much is involved in all the stuff and all the experiences. You you can have a lot of experiences that don't cost money, but not really because you're usually getting in your car and that's going to cost you some gas. You just got to accept the fact that money's a part of the experience. It's all part of the human experience. playing out right now and it's a good thing money's a beautiful thing so look at your life and see how do you talk about money with your children are you talking in terms of lack money's bad and wrong do you tell them money's bad that they shouldn't want money you know there's all kinds of negative beliefs around money that have come down through the our family systems money's evil money doesn't grow on trees you have to work hard for money a penny saved is a penny earned. Don't spend your money. You know, like spending money is a really bad thing. And you can't get away from spending money. It's Money is a currency. It's a current of energy. It flows out, it flows in. It flows out, it flows in. And the more comfortable you are and the more you maintain balance with your economic personal economy right now, the more it can grow. So you need to have a flow that is in... Your flow out and flow in is in harmony with your own personal economy, your current experience of flowing money in and flowing money out. 
But the more you try and hang on to the money that you have or feel bad about the money you spend, the more you restrict the flow in. And so what are you teaching your children about the, the way money flows? And are they, are you treating them or judging them or have an opinion about them if they are spending money in a way that you think they shouldn't? And let me go over the four types and how they experience money. Type 1s love to spend money on their friends. So it would be really cool for one of your type one, for your type 1 children to be able to earn some money, take them to a dollar store, and have them buy a few things for some friends or their siblings. That would make them very happy. They'd be very excited. Let them go home and wrap those things. Let them put the paper on or put them in the little baggies and put the tissue in the bag. You know, let them give them away. That would just make them delighted. They would love that. They would love to do that with their money. So they can start to learn how to manage their money in a way, because they're going to be prone to doing this. They're going to be prone to wanting to spend their money on others. So that you can start to teach them that they have a certain amount, they need to be mindful of it, and they need to be able to start to compute how much money they have, how much money is going out, and that not that they maintain and create a balance with the out and the in. The uh, My two type 1 children were both experience the pattern of having more money going out than coming in and they got caught in a real difficult situation where we had to help them out. We won't do that anymore. They have to learn by experience because they're both adults. My oldest daughter, she's really mastered that. Jenny is very good with money. She has practiced some um, techniques to help her really get a handle on it. Our son, Mario, is really in that phase right now of learn of really grounding that in his system so that he can handle money in an effective way. But they both had that experience and they both love to share their money with doing things with other people, having experiences with other people. Type twos, you now they will tend to want to hang on to their money and worry about spending it. So you seriously don't want to uh drown them in more of the not enough and you shouldn't be spending philosophy because they're already designed that way to want to hang on to things. So they need to know and trust their own feelings around money and think, feel it through. They need to feel their feelings about how they want to manage their money and spend it. Now, type three, they're the money, they're the most money oriented because money represents a result in our world. And they love to do, they're motivated by earning money. They're motivated, they're entrepreneurial in a manner because they love to see money grow. They love to experience that result. So make sure you pay those kids. If they are doing things for money, don't put it off. They'll, it's okay to engage them and motivate them with money. Where the other types, type 1 and type 2, aren't as motivated to do things for money. The type threes are highly motivated to do things for money. I mean, even if it's getting good grades, it has its place because they're motivated by it. And make sure that there's a payout system that's very quick. Don't put it off. You know, if they're if you do choose to do something like inspire them that they can improve their grades and earn some money or they can do chores and earn some money, they can Whatever, you know, talk to them about how they can be earning some money. Even when they're little, they get motivated by this. But the, the, you need to pay them that money within the, you know, very, don't put it off for days or month, you know, for the month or even a week. It needs to show up. They need to see their results very quickly. And type fours, they're very thought out about their money. They think it through. Uh, they tend to want to save their money, get what they really, really want. Don't try and get them to settle. If they've got their eye on something that's very true to them, they the, they, they really want the best and when the things they're the most passionate about. And then the things that they buy, don't expect them to share it and make it available to the whole family. This is theirs. They need to be picky about some things. They need to, they teach. The things they care mostly about, they treat 
very carefully. They're immaculate with the things they care most deeply about. They don't want other people getting their hands on it. Type 4 children need to have things that they call their own, that nobody can get into, play with, or do things with unless they've asked them, and it's okay for them to say, no, I don't want to share that. That's just how they're built. It's really important that you know this and how they spend their money. They're going to be very thought out about it. And help them find the things that really honor them. And then let them treasure that and let them keep that to themselves. And don't make it, don't treat them like they're bad and wrong for that. That somehow they're selfish or, some. you know, that's, my son loves his car. He now, more than that, his bike. He has a beautiful mountain bike. He spent several thousand dollars on that mountain bike. He would never, ever want to lend that bike to anybody. And it's not because Mark's selfish or because he's inconsiderate. It's because Mark has a passion for mountain biking, and he has a beautiful mountain bike that he keeps with great care, and he, you know, he's very immaculate with it. And he knows nobody knows that bike like him and nobody will treat it just like he does and he wants to maintain the quality that he has with it and we respect that i think it's an awesome quality it's a strength it's not a flaw so if you've got type four kids that you're telling them they should be different in that way you know our little grandson he has a lot of things that he calls his own and he keeps them under the bed and his little brother Who's, type, who's a type 3, he's 2 years old, is being taught those are Seth's things. You may not play with them. They're not for you. They're Seth's specific toys. And just a few, just you know, there's not a lot of it, but those are Seth's. And Seth's very, very matter-of-fact about that. In fact, we had really exciting news last Friday. Jenny is also pregnant along with Anne. We have two grandchildren right now that we're expecting in the family. Jenny found out she's having her third little boy and her very wonderful type 4 staff in his very type 4 way said, Mom, I don't want another rowdy two-year-old in the house because type 3 is a rowdy and he's just learning about how his brother is different than him and they're all learning to honor each other and it's awesome. I said to Jenny, maybe you need to get Seth the toy chest that he can lock and he is the manager of the key. She said he would love that. So the under-the-bed thing is working right now, but it's, you know, if they need to go to the toy chest and put a lock on it, then that's really honoring Seth, and that's fine. It's a good thing in their family. So those are some tips on how to help your children create a prosperous mindset with money, and they... Each have their own orientation with money. That's probably helped you today as well in understanding your type and how you function with money. I know you can't help but learn all of this parenting technique without helping yourself. That's why I love teaching parenting and the philosophy of parenting because in my type 3 nature, you get to kill two birds with one stone. Not that I particularly like that saying because I'm not out killing birds with stones, but the whole idea of I get to accomplish two things with one approach, because I know I'm helping a lot of parents when we talk about their children and how they function and how their nature works, that you can't help but think of your own nature. So that's really, really exciting. So try, if you're just, if you didn't hear it from the go, make sure you go back and listen to the recording, because I started to share the tips at the very beginning, and you want to make sure that you look at what you're doing that's not working, that's creating a poverty mindset and a lack mindset with money, and turn that around. The next week, I'm going to do my show. Um, I pushed it back one week. I really wanted to do the money show today. So next week, we're going to be talking about how to teach your children to be kind to each other. And I've got some fun stories to share around that. So now we're going to open the show to any questions. If you've got a question, you can call in at 347-677-1963. It's 347-677-1963. You need to press the number one twice on your phone. And if you've especially got any questions about today's topic, it would be really great to hear from you. And 
any scenarios that you're dealing with and anything that you want clarity on. I'm going to go to a written in question. This came in, um, find it here, this past week. It's from a type 3 mom with a type 4 teenager son. She writes, Carol, tell me about parenting a type 4 teenage son. From my point of view, he can be rude, sarcastic, and disrespectful. I've had some of his friends say, don't talk to your mom that way. When I blow off his comment, thinking it is his type 4-ness, Yet I feel that way. Yet I feel that way too. He appears to blame more than take responsibility when things don't go right. When asked a question like "Where were you?", he responds with "I think he should know," rather than just saying, "Rather just saying where he was." He is a good kid. Yet sometimes we as parents just lose it, and I don't know how to honor him. Yet also teach him to, to be respectful and responsible. So. Having a type 4 son and having had this experience and also seeing how my husband created it more profusely than myself. First of all, you're a type 3. So your nature is to be very direct and to speak to him in a way that's probably lost his respect. Right away, what I'm seeing is this young man does not respect you. That's why he just is blunt and he speaks his mind and he has a lot of opinions and that all comes across as rude and sarcastic and disrespectful is very blunt because um, he's not respecting you. So you've got to gain his respect. He's obviously not because he's being disrespectful. So nothing's going to change till you are able to engage him and hit, and have him respect you. And there's a very, if you're willing to humble yourself as a parent, you want to, if, if you want to, you can't do this through control. You can't do it through, I'm going to, I'm going to, if you try and do a power play, they'll never respond. If you come from the attitude of, I'm going to get you to respect me, it'll never happen. Because that's not what they need. So through the years, because he's not been honored as a type four, he's just subconsciously decided nobody understands me. Therefore, they don't, they cannot respect me. And if I'm not respected, I can't respect others. It's that simple for a type four. If they don't feel respected, they're not able to show respect to the ones they love. So I said it right there. His thought is nobody understands me. And if in his mind, he concludes if they don't understand me, how can they respect me? So I don't care if I respect them. So you need to have a genuine, authentic talk with this young man and ask him, do you feel I understand you? Most likely he's going to say no. And then ask him, do you feel I respect you? And most likely he's going to say no. I don't feel respected. And then you're going to start to apply this newfound knowledge to how you approach him and even apologize and say, I apologize for that. As your mother, it's very important for me to understand you and respect you and I haven't been doing a very good job at that and I want to change that. Then you go back and read the type 4 section and you start to really learn about his matter-of-fact nature, his very straightforward thinking how he wants to be talked to as his own authority, how he wants to be dealt with as a young man that is very thought out and very reflective and very aware. And he wants to be treated in his own way as though you would treat an adult and that you would talk to him in a way. And notice in your type 3 nature how you might be sarcastic back at him. The fact that you're blowing him off right away, he's taking that as you don't respect me. Because when type 4 kids start to get this way, it's really red flags all over. They're trying to say something to you without knowing how to say it. What they're trying to say is, please understand me and respect me. They're actually doing the opposite, but that's the hidden message in all of it. 
So you need to look at how, you know, the fact that you're blowing him off. You know, my classic story, you know, when my son would act this way towards me, I'd stop. And rather than blow him off, I'd say, I'm, I'm sorry. I could approach that in a different manner. And I think of a new way of saying it. So in the where were you, well, do you really know where he is? Do you really honestly not know where he is? And if you don't, then you need to get in touch with, he, he's also saying there, I think you should know. Then ask him where he's going. What's he up to? What's his plan? You know, what's going on in his world? Because that's another red flag. I think you should know. That's saying, I wish you did know if you don't really know. I wish you knew where I was. I want you to care about me. I want you to love me. I want you to understand me. So a lot of cries for help going on here that are actually coming out and feel like he's pushing you away and putting up the walls. They're really, really cries for help. So think about that. I know you're going to get your own inspirations. No fault to you. You're learning this. It's a whole new approach. It seems a little backwards, but it's not. I promise you. It will completely turn it around, and you're going to have the most loving, connect, bonded, loyal relationship with your son. It will take down all the walls. Um, Christine, who helps me, she gathers all the questions and passes them on to me. Christine, who's one of our customer support, wrote a side note when she sent me this question. She says, oh boy, Carol, I have a lot of experience with this one, but no more. Amazing how giving my son the respect and understanding he needs as a type 4 took down the walls he had put up to protect himself from my true nature. Fast. So you got to know that he's going to let you in. But your parenting approach to him in his mind is giving him reason to put up the walls. So this is this is not about him. This is in the parenting approach. He's doing what comes natural for him, although it doesn't look very positive, and it looks like something you've got to discipline. He's doing what's natural for him because the parenting approach is misfiring. And I've decided most needs for discipline are a result of um, the parenting approaches that are contrary to a child's nature. Creates a a um, response, a negative response from a child that we then have to think we discipline when really it's in our hands if we change our parenting approach will eliminate the need to discipline. I've got a caller calling in from 845. You are live on the show. Hi. Um, hi. Hi. I was calling um, in regards to my, my daughter. She's nine years old, and she has um, older sisters and, and brothers and younger sisters and brothers. And I'm just, um, I don't know, I was hoping maybe if you could talk to her or I'm just trying to understand her personality and stuff this way because I, I get the feeling that she's well, no, I don't not... Want, I don't want you to put her on the phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, not fair for know. her. Um I didn't know. You know don't never make a child do something like that. Oh, um, if well, she no, I mean, I, do, you, do you know I, her energy? Do you know her energy? No, type? I I didn't. You know, I was on the call last week and I had listened to the archive. Um, but in that talk, okay, okay, let me tell you, this is your first step. You got to go by the material. If you really want to know, you've got to go by the energy profiling bundle, and you've got to okay. read the book or listen to the book. You've got to get informed. You've got to get educated. Right. Because it will not matter until I know what type she is and I oh. know what type you are. Okay. Well, I mean, I know I'm a type three. I do. I have the book. I've done the DVD. And all, okay. And I, I, knew, I know who I, I am. And that what was about my, has she watched the online course? Have you read her the book? Um, um, no. I mean, she may have watched some of the online course with me, but, I mean, she just turned nine. So, um, that's okay. I don't know. So she's old enough. She's old enough to relate to this. Okay. Okay, so you so need she, you need you need to know her type. You need to get familiar with what type she is, um, so we can understand what how to approach her. Okay, how to parent her from that place? Because as okay. a type three, your nature is going to be much more abrupt with your kids. Much more, your movement's going to be very quick. Right. She may be completely opposite of you. 
Yeah. She may be the same as you, and you guys are pushing each other's buttons. Well, that's what I have a feeling it is, you know. But And um, she's tired of you telling her what to do. You yeah. know, it's like, leave me alone, Mom. You're so bossy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just, I, I want to find out again, because, you know, with, you know, we do have, um, there's 11 in the family, and I just don't want her feeling like she's, no one cares or doesn't understand her. Right. And, and that's right. that's where she's at, you know. So, well, tell her your incentive is to learn this because you want to support her. Okay. You're not trying to control her. You want to give her freedom. You want to help her. Can you know what you're doing right now isn't working, and you want to change the way you approach her. Okay. Okay. And and that honors her then in in wanting to learn the material to say you know I'm I don't want to be a mom that that. I don't want to have this conflict with you. I right. want to learn about who you are and 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 honor you. Yeah, she would respect that. She would. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. So try that and then see what happens. Then if you need, then once you have more clarity on that, call back in if there's a real specific thing that's just not shifting. Okay. Um, and okay. then just one question about about your call today. You know, like you said, especially when you're in the grocery store. You know, my biggest thing when you're at the checkout counter is all the garbage that they got there, and the kids are always like, I want it. And, you know, my response is, you know, no, because it's not healthy. I'm just not buying it. I mean, is that still honoring their wants or just, like you said, say, you know, I'm choosing not you to know, buy You know, I it. would, I would um, even before you go, tell Mm-hmm. If you type one, you know, if certain kids are more prone to that, to say, now there's a lot of cold stuff at the grocery store, and I know you're going to want it, which is great, and mommy's not going to, um, or maybe you say you choose one small thing that's very inexpensive and say, so we're going to, we have 50 cents, or we have a dollar, okay. and you get to pick one thing. Okay. Now that's fine. I mean, you can afford to, you know, something really inexpensive. And so that gives those kids some lee room to say, you know, man, this ain't fun. Money's not any fun because you can't ever spend it, you know. Right, right. And so give some leeway there. Give some breathing room for them to have some expression with that. Okay. So, hey, thanks for calling in. Thank you. The lines are open. You can call in at 347-677-1963. If you have a question, and then press one twice on your phone. Uh, I've had a couple other questions that came in. This came in from another type 3 mom with a 6-year-old type 4 daughter. She says, hi, Carol. I'm a type 3 with a secondary 2 mom with a 6-year-old type 4 secondary 3 daughter. Yesterday, she said to me, Mom, you'll never understand type 4s. I understand her more than she thinks, but the problem we are having is that she seems to be completely annoyed and irritated by me with everything I do and say. I want to have a great relationship with her, but it will not work to have every single thing be on her terms. I don't want her to push me away now or at any time in the future. What can I do or say to remedy remedy this before we hit the teenage years? And I agree with this mom that you shouldn't have everything on her terms, no no question. So you need to, again, you can talk to type fours, especially even a six-year-old. They have the most capacity to have a reasonable conversation. I think you need to share this with her and say, you know, I, I what don't you think I understand about you? That's what, That would have been my response. What, what do you still believe I don't understand about you? And listen... And rather than make her wrong, to say, okay, you always, when children share their feelings, accept them. Don't try and fix them. Don't try and change them. Say, okay, I want to understand that about you. I thought I did. If it's something you thought you did, how can I show you that I do? I want to show that to you. Okay, then you, then you flip it and say, all right, I want you to understand some things about mommy. They're very different how we move through life, how we express ourselves. And it can't, it can't always be on your terms. We have to work things out because we're in this relationship together. And so this is 
what I want you to understand about me. I mean, come on, everyone. If everybody were doing that, every marriage, every, you know, every relationship had that conversation going on, we have a lot more harmony in conversations. <laughs> and if both parties were open to, okay, let's meet in the middle somewhere, then you have a working relationship. So you need to find out what don't you... She, you know, obviously she's believing that. Whether you agree with it or not or believe you are understanding it, she's not getting that. And so, again, it's very important to not convince, change their mind, or fix it. You just ex- hear them out, receive their feelings, their thoughts, and say, it's empathic listening. Do you really hear what they're saying? Have you understood it? Do they know you have? You know, I learned this. 30 years ago when I was in college. I took, you know, communications classes, basic communication skills. Are you listening with empathy, relaying back to them what your interpretation is of what they've said so they know they're understood. When you've achieved that, then you just have to decide, you know, what is it that most honors her? What are the top three things that honor her? Because you don't have to do everything, but let's find out what, the most important, you know, even the most important approach in your parenting that she feels honored and understood. That's the number one thing. You know, start to learn that about your child, each of your children. That'd be true for any of the types. What's the number one thing that would honor them? You need to ask them. It's like, I always think of marriages and parent-child relationships as um, customer service. If they were, you know, if you had a business and they were your customer and they, you wanted your customer to really feel honored and supported so they'd keep coming back and buy more from you, what, wouldn't you want to know what makes them feel honored and supported in doing business with you? To me, that's the same philosophy. What honors your children? Find out. Ask your children. How, you know, you could ask any of the types. What's the most important thing? in the way, you know, in my relationship with you and how I parent you, that you feel the most honored. That you know I really love you and I honor you. What's the number one thing that mommy or daddy does or doesn't do? So that's great. I'm going to make some notes on that and put that in my book because that's really, really gets right to the it's right basic Basic support for parents. Really cool stuff. I've got... Let's see if I've got... Okay, we covered that question. I've got... Um, my lines are open if you want to call in. There's uh, still time. This is another question that came in from actually a type 2 mom with a question about her 16-month-old type 2 son. And a little background, he's been sick for most of his little life, nothing major, but I can honestly say that he's either sick or teething. And so it is just recently that I have been able to determine his energy type because he was never himself. He wasn't still a very grumpy baby. He will walk around the house crying and whining. He has recently started to hit himself on the head or banging his head on the wall when he is upset. Once in a while, he will play with a toy, but it, that only lasts a couple of minutes. It is a rare day that he is happy. I've done some energy clearing work with him, including clearing his birth issues, his meridians, and even some generational issues. I'm also a type 2, and I'm starting to look to myself to see how I'm contributing to his behavior. I feel like I'm at my wit's end and find my energy and my peace drained daily. I know that he is innocent in this case, but I wish I knew what to do for him. Any ideas? I trust him up to you tremendously. Thank you in advance for any input on this matter. Well, my first hit on this is diet. Um, My son, Chris, was very, had a lot, he was not healthy as a baby, and we came to find out he had a lot of allergies. And I was able to, right about the same time, clean up his world um, of, he initially had an allergic reaction to my breast milk because I started taking antibiotics. Now, if I'd known he was a type 2, this is the whole story. I had a reaction to caffeine that appeared to be a breast infection. And this is all in hindsight. I didn't know any of this at the time. So the choices that were made created more and more problems. Um, But I took antibiotics when he was six weeks old, which gave him a reaction. He was very sensitive. His whole system was so sensitive. He then rejected my breast milk. 
so I had to put him on goat's milk. He rejected that in about a month, and I had to then put him on... Um, uh, we we just kept eliminating options till he finally was on a, a formula called Progestamil. It's a very expensive. It costs about $25 a can. It's, it's configured in the way it's manufactured for highly allergic babies so that they can digest it. It help, It breaks down more easily in their systems, and that's eventually what he got on. We actually got him on that, and he was able to sustain that. But he was a very... <laughs> You know, talk about looking at your money issues. Feeding Chris became a very prosperous endeavor. And then I went on to start introducing more solid foods when he was about nine, ten months old, some dairy, some different. And by 18 months, he had ear infection after ear infection after ear infection. And I finally, after my own effort and study, discovered his body was reacting to food allergies. And I remember in my type 3 nature, which I didn't know I was a type 3, I was sitting in a pediatrician's office who was, for the third time, going to put him on a round of antibiotics in about a small two-month window, and I just, his whole system was getting blown out because all of his healthy bacteria was getting wiped out by the antibiotics as well. So he had no, he had no healthy bacteria. I walked, I got up, and I had proposed that he had allergies, and this guy, doctor wouldn't have anything to do with what I had researched and what I was learning and how proactive I was. And I took it. I just picked up Chris. I looked at the doctor and I said, "I'm going to go find someone that will help me get my baby healthy." And I walked out of his office. I so type three. I just think um, <laughs> so awesome. I did that because then I found. There's a lot more options nowadays, but it was very hard to find a more holistic-based doctor at the time, and naturopaths weren't as readily available. But I did find an MD that had a very um, holistic approach, and they didn't know how to test him at the time. We just took him off all of these allergens, um, all these potential allergens he got. We took him off soy, dairy, milk, citrus, um, wheat, everything that was a potential allergen. Nowadays, you can go see a doctor that practices the NEAT approach to food allergies and environmental allergies. If you're in Utah, um, Dr. Cofford, K-O-S-S-O-R-D, is someone that does NEAT through kinesiology. They test to see what you're allergic to, and then you do a whole protocol of clearing the allergies. And my sense is this little boy has a lot of allergies, and he's highly sensitive to food, certain foods in his environment, and you can find out what they are. It's just a really great time to be alive, to know how to discover this, because the NEAT is a really great, um, very proven methodology to find and clear allergies, even in a small 16-month-old. There's others, too. There's someone, if you email us, I can get you, if you email parenting at liveyourtruth.com and found another doctor, and just did this as well, my type 2 daughter. She did the NEAT, allergy clearing method. Had great success with it. I just did it recently, had great success with it. You can probably find them if you Google that, your hometown, um, your you know area that you live, and put in N-E-A-T, and the practitioners that offer this will come up. Um, for any of you that got allergy issues going on with your kids, it really, really cleans things up. Tell them Carol Tuttle sent you, especially if you go see Dr. Crawford. But there is another option down in Orem. Um, in Utah, if you are a Utah listener, because I know my listeners come from all over, but I know through Google you're going to find resources there. Well, that's that's my sense of this little guy. He's not feeling good. He's just simply not feeling good. His body's not feeling good because he's taking in things, um, probably some food things that are hitting his system, and his energy is really low for that reason. He just feels crummy. You know, and he never he may he may have never known how to feel good because from the go he's insensitive. But he can build his immune system and his whole physiology to be much stronger with the NEAT. 
And let me know if you go and do that. I'd love to hear how that goes for you. I'm always inviting listeners to call back in and tell me your success story. So if anybody has a success story today, I'd love to end the show with a success story. You can call in at 347-677-1963. That'd be awesome to hear back from you. I'd love to hear how things are working and the new information that you're applying is making a difference in your family. It's 347-677-1963. And go ahead and push the number one twice on your phone if you are choosing to call in. There's another question I'll take. Let's see if I've got how much time we've got here. I've got a few minutes. I'll take this um, one more written-in question that came in from Type 4 mom, Type 3 husband, with a Type 4, a lot of Type 4 questions today for Type 4 children. He's age 10. So my child has inherited my depression and his father's anger. He is very resistant to any techniques I offer, including EFT. If I have, at least in part, created this experience for him, how can I bring a better energy into his life? Now, you can start to do proxy work, which makes a lot of shifts and then opens up our loved ones to be able to be involved in the clearing. I've done this recently with one of my children, and I've done a lot of proxy for him. He's now coming to me directly, my my type 1 son. He's actually doing the clearings with me now. He's actually motivated on his own, but I had to do a fair amount of proxy work to help open his help clear away the negative energy and a lot of the stuff that he was carrying to help help him get in touch with himself and i sell a dvd called long distance and proxy healing you can get it at caroltuttle.com and get some great help in learning how to do that and i highly recommend that when your children are really really stuck and they need your support that way so check out that resource, and you can help him start to shift that depression. I also recommend you look into the products sold at truehope.com. I've mentioned them before on the show. They are mineral and vitamin supplements that are specifically designed in their configuration and their quantities and their protocols and how you take them to help um, heal mental health conditions. I've had great success with that. There's depression that runs in my family, and I'm depression-free and true hope in their products and protocols that are a big reason that's the case. And then my son as well. He's been predisposed to that. He's type 4, and he's been on the products and is very active in clearing his energy as well and being, being able to sustain a really clear energy system between... Uh, those two, he's doing well, he's thriving, his energies are balanced, and he's depression-free. And he had a lot more of the, he'd have the depression slash anxiety because his mind would just get stuck and start looping when he couldn't get the clear. When type fours don't like being in the gray, and when he would get stuck in this whole thought pattern that was in the gray for him. It would really bring him down. And so we take a one of their products is to help stop incessant thoughts that continue to loop. And you can always call their customer support and they'll help you because they've got great customer support as well. Well, thanks for our one caller and we had a lot of written in questions. You can submit your questions via parenting at liveyourtruth.com. You can also post them in the Live Your Truth forum. They'll be picked up from there. And look forward to next week's show, How to Teach Your Children to Be Kind to Each Other. And I encourage you to listen to today's show again so that you can pick up more tips and more ahas and more inspirations on how to teach your children to have a prosperous mindset with money. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to speaking to everyone again next week. For more information on Carol's revolutionary energy profiling system and her natural healing methods, go online to Carol's blog at www.thecarolblog.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking energy profiling book, It's Just My Nature, and her best-selling energy healing book, Remembering Wholeness. 
That's www.thecarolblog.com for all of Carol Tuttle's amazing resources. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Better Parenting Show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being part of today's show.